You're listening to DraftKings Network. Tonight on the Cooligans, we are recapping the Super Bowl. That's right. <laughs> yep. You come to the Cooligans for the NFL takes. Uh, and yeah, we congratulate our friend Jeff Adanella, goalkeeper for the Portland Timbers and huge Tampa Bay Buccaneers fan. That's right. Plus, we talked to Julius James, who's currently a coach for the uh, Miami Academy, but he's played all over American soccer and Trinidad, and it gets a little spicy. That <laughs> and more today on the Cooligans! Yo, it's me, Dave Vianich here, and I've been hanging out with the Cooligans, having a nice, and I hope you've been having a nice too. Yeah, baby! Yes. Come on. Mm. Oh, okay. All right. Let me uh, drink from my Arsenal cup. No, no, there's nothing in there. (laughs) It is an empty cup. We are cupless this year and we'll continue to be. Uh, It's just, uh, you know, everything, when I drink out of my Everton cup, it is just, it's a little bit sweeter. You know what I'm saying? You know, you guys are really celebrating this draw. <laughs> like, like it was uh, a Super Bowl win. You guys are acting like the Tampa Bay fans. Okay. Uh, that, that draw is worth a star over the crest, all right? <laughs> At least put a little D right over it. Hello, everybody. Get the Welcome. banner up. <laughs> uh, name the stand after this time. <laughs> Get the Hello. DVD ready to go. <laughs> Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Cooligans. My name is Christian Polanco. That's right. I'm Alexis Gore. Right, we are your favorite stand-up comedians that host the funniest soccer show that has ever existed on this planet or any other planet. That's right. We also happen to be the gulliest that has existed not just on this planet, but in a whole Milky Way galaxy, my G. (laughs) Milky Way, yeah. (laughs) That's right. Why would they name a a galaxy after a candy bar? I don't know, but they did. Okay, I'm more more into the Twix uh, solar system. You (laughs) You like the two? The two two solar systems? I'm more of a Snickers guy, okay? (laughs) Uh, A lot to uh, discuss today, but uh, we're excited about today's show because we have uh, an incredible guest uh, Julius James, he's he's currently uh, a coach for the Inter Miami uh, Youth Academy, and uh, but he's an MLS veteran. He's played for a bunch of clubs. He played for uh, Toronto, uh, Columbus Crew, DC United, uh, and he's played in, in USL lower leagues uh, in American soccer as well. Uh, he's seen he's all the- all American soccer has to offer, and he's from Trinidad, so he saw that too. Exactly. Uh, so uh, a lot to uh, a lot to talk about with him. Uh, we, where should we begin? Today, let's obviously let's talk about the the superb the superb owl, as they yeah. say. You okay. know, that's like a real that's like a real <laughs> thing, right? There's like a, there's a Reddit group for it. <laughs> <laughs> sure, uh, that's what that's where I get all my stock information. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Apparently, we're buying a lot in grain <laughs> or whatever owls eat. Um, yeah, dude, I, I had fun watching. Are we allowed to say the words? I, I had fun watching the big game. The big game. The, huh? the gran juego. Okay. El juego muy grande. I don't know if you guys saw that. Yeah, I don't know. I, look, we're not we're not using uh, the the you know the big game to uh, to profit off of. Uh, we're just here to make fun of Tom Brady. That's all yeah. we want to do. 
Dude, he won. Luckily, uh, you know, his team lost the election, but won the Super Bowl. <laughs> okay, he lost the MAGA Bowl, but yeah. won the Super Bowl. <laughs> That's right. Uh, so, you know, at the end of the game, they're like, hey, you just won the Super Bowl. Where are you going? He's like, Mar-a-Lago. They're like, we're not going to hear that. Uh, we're just not going to do it. You know? <laughs> you know, it doesn't, uh, the, the ad doesn't just, you know, ring as well. You know, it's It actually fun. makes me uncomfortable. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, look, I mean, seven super bowls you know is there is there a soccer player or team probably because that's a lot of wins that you could compare him to like comparable who would you say he is um i mean look the easy one is is michael jordan kobe bryant he had a terrible soccer career though you know <laughs> yeah he did retire that time from baseball to yeah. go to soccer and yeah he really... did like one day and he was like i ain't and then went in reverse he's like yo chicago fire kind of have a high standard <laughs> I, I wasn't really ready for this okay <laughs> so uh, you're not allowed to pick up the ball all right, all right. <laughs> so uh no i don't know like you know people have these conversations of where where does he rank or whatever it, it is generally a uh an unanswerable sort of question it is to me all... it's like sir alex ferguson you know what i mean like you just kind of expect to win you know what i mean even though he wasn't playing at the time he was a manager that's kind of like the air around tom brady like there's a video of uh, someone inside the locker room after the win and they're like they zoom in they're like by the way that's tom brady he doesn't care he's just packing his bag everyone's like champagne having a good time he's just packing <laughs> he's, his bag yeah, he's like been here before it's just another work day yeah, yeah. he's uh, like i won the seventh one you kind of get tired there were a couple interesting things uh in the game i mean we have to congratulate uh our boy the guy who delivered my wings is that who you're talking about <laughs> took oh, an dude. hour an hour after my delivery time the guy bought it i saw it on the app you know on the app they track you the yeah. guy bought it five blocks from my apartment drove in the opposite direction 25 blocks so you're telling me you couldn't walk five blocks to go get the wings no <laughs> it's cold <laughs> also i scheduled it <laughs> well, i'm not gonna go walk and pick it up yo and then i called the guy and he goes oh i'm sorry i'll be there in 10 minutes and then he's still driving the opposite way. I called him back. I'm like, yeah. yo, you're not going to make it here in 10 minutes. He goes, well, 10 more minutes. And I was like, yeah, yeah. what, if, what if kind of negotiations got, are Look, these? if everybody watching and listening, if you could, you know, if you need any more evidence of the, the difference between the world-class athletes that we talk to and uh -huh. Alexis, this is a perfect example. <laughs> you know, I will have you know that they would not stand for it either. I don't know what point you're making. They want their wings when they ordered them. No, we have to congratulate uh, goalkeeper for the Portland Timbers, Jeff Adanella, who we've had on the show. Uh, he was one of the early guests, uh, you know, a after quarantine. And uh, we kind of made fun of him for being a Tampa fan. And yeah. uh, we got egg on it. We got wing sauce all over our face. <laughs> <laughs> we got wing sauce delivered late to us all over our face. Uh, <laughs> oh, I was so angry. <laughs> so, uh, but no, he, he went to the game. Uh, uh, he was, I mean, it, it, there's nothing better than seeing Jeff Adenella happy, right? He it, was he gushing with a <laughs> smile. It was, he looked like a, like a kid. It was yeah. amazing. I, I felt, I, I was going to roast him a little bit, but I'm like, you can't, nah, he's having man. too good of a time. He, he deserves it. He like, uh, you know, he made that video, uh, uh, in March when they got, uh, when it was announced that they got Tom Brady and, and Gronkowski and he was, he was saying, we're going to go to the Super Bowl. He was just like. I mean, the dude just knew. 
uh, yeah. what was about to happen. And nobody believed him. I hope he bought a him. scratch off or something because he was automatic. The Patriots didn't believe him, right? They didn't think <laughs> <laughs> that was going to happen. Robert Kraft's like, Jeff Antonella is very wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, something's wrong. This is this is why I, I, you know, I barely support my MLS franchise because of, you know, wackos like yeah. Jeff Antonella, you know? We're not signing him. Get this kid Matt in here. <laughs> we got more when we get back. Actually, Julius James is going to be here when we get back right after this. Everybody, thank you so much for listening to the podcast. We just want to break it with a word from one of our sponsors, us and you. That's right, Gully Squad. Uh, I mean, Gully Squad. I mean, the last during quarantine, huh? Has, Gully Squad has not only become a just a, a dope soccer community, but it's becoming a vital space for my emotional well-being. Okay? <laughs> yes, if it wasn't for them, I wouldn't have anyone to talk to a lot of the time, and also I would not know what an apple crisp is. <laughs> okay, yeah, we are. This, there's so much uh, communication and. And sharing of food, uh, what well, you know, it's it's you know that, that I don't really dwell in that channel too much. No, you're not allowed to. <laughs> your girl can see it on your face that you're looking at food. She goes through my phone not to look for like texts from other girls. She's looking yeah, she's at, like booty pick, booty pick, booty pick sandwich. Sam, what is this? <laughs> How dare you, you betray me like this? She's messaging me home record. <laughs> Uh, but no, uh, Gully Squad is obviously the, you know, it, essentially the, the, the Cooligans community uh, of people that are fans of soccer, fans of comedy, fans of food, fans uh, of pizza. Uh, it's an opportunity to help uh, support uh, the, the content that we put out, help us put out more content uh, that we can deliver to the masses and also get some exclusive content uh, for yourself. So there's a, a bunch of really cool things going on in there. We have an amazing uh, uh, Slack channel that may or may not exist. Who knows? Hey. Uh, even though we just talked about it. Exactly, but, you know, it's vague. It's very vague. Uh, uh, so you can join at, at, at any level. You can join. Uh, you can give, uh, like, five bucks, ten bucks. You can give more. If you give more, there's more perks involved, like, uh, you know, merch and, and, and a pin and stickers and different things like that. So uh, it's if you're a fan of soccer, uh, if you're a fan of comedy, we highly recommend you joining. Uh, and it, it definitely helps the show grow uh, so we can do a bunch of other fun things, you know, in 2021 when we can find travel we can be able, be able to go do live shows and do live events and do a lot of other things like that so uh plus you get some really exclusive stuff like when we release the uh the pins you get a pin for joining that's right when we release the pop socket you got a pop socket for joining stuff like that so there's a lot of really good exclusive stuff it's not just being a part of the uh you know slack channel that may or may not exist but trust me that's a dope part of it very much so so uh, go to soccercooligans.com and click on the join gully squad button now Hi, right, baby. We're back on the Cooligans Living Room FC, and Christian, our guest, is finally here. I am uh, thrilled because uh, not only have we uh, met this dude a couple times, but mm -hmm. he's he's doing big things. He is one of the, um, you know, one of the one of the few people on the internet spreading positive energy good vibes this could be why i hadn't followed him yet you know <laughs> you know how i love my negative positive my negative vibes you know but then also it's a rarity that we get someone from our wall from uh, the wall in the background you, there's yeah. a gap missing because this dude is on my wall julius james i'm not sure if you could even see this absolutely yeah. incredible played for uh the uh, uh columbus crew in 2012 so i got him on my wall uh, absolutely incredible. Now he is over at the Inter Miami Pro Academy, uh, doing wonderful things. I cannot wait to speak to him after we met him. We had a great conversation. We were like, yo, you got to be on the show. Ladies and gentlemen, put your hands together for the one, the only Julius James, everybody. Julius, what's good, man? 
Good afternoon, my <laughs> my brothers. Good to see y'all. Good to see y'all. Um, uh, dude, uh, thank you so much uh, for doing the show. I mean, one of the things Alexis left out also was uh, uh, Trinidad and Tobago International. Well, I, I was gonna wait. Have... I was gonna wait to get the audience angry later. You know. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I think people might pick up on the accent. You know, it's not really yeah. Detroit. You know, it's, yeah. uh, I think it's a bit more uh, d uh, distinguished. Um, I mean, we, we are known for having the one of the sexiest accents in the world, huh? <laughs> it's, you know what? I don't know who voted. I think it's Trinidad and Tobago Magazine voted at number one. <laughs> Look it up. Look it up. Look it up. <laughs> but what I will say is I grew up in Newark with a lot of Trini uh, folks, you know, was Hot Pepper hot pepper sauce in the glass yeah. containers because it eats through the plastic yeah. my whole yeah. life so i'm very familiar when i hear the accent i'm like oh julius is from newark word okay. <laughs> <laughs> julius let's let's start with uh you know uh, uh, just a, a quick conversation i mean you, you are doing a lot of things right now we'll get into your uh your career uh and things like that but we, we yes we should start really with the, the Trinidad and Tobago just played the U.S. men's national team. And we why know do they hate America so much? Let's start <laughs> we, know that, sure. we know that there's a lot of uh, history uh, there, but but seeing a result like that, uh, you know, going up against, you know, is, is, is the United States seen as a powerhouse uh, to, to Trinidad and, and Tobago? I'm not exactly sure, but... Mm. Uh, but seeing a result like that, obviously the U.S. Uh, men won seven uh, nil, uh, and and there's so many issues. Uh, you know the 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 fitness levels for the Trinidad team they haven't played together in in, in the, over a year. Uh, but but watching that game, how did it make you feel? Well, first of all, I want to say good evening to my brothers. You know, <laughs> and um, good evening, good hello, hello to the Cooligans <laughs> demographic. Yeah. You know, I've, I've seen you all grow over the course of time and it's, it's really, really good to see what you're doing for football and bridging the gap in comedy and getting all these um, all these athletes and, and important people to, to come onto your show. So congratulations so far, guys. Thank you. And um, I, I look forward to, to following you all and sharing your, your interviews with all my friends and my, my demographic also. Okay. Uh, to answer your question, oh my God. Oh. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I kind of have been distancing myself from the senior national team setups for a while, right? Since I have been blackballed um, by the team, right? Um, some years, um, years ago. Um, because I've seen how uh, unprofessional and disorganized the the uh, the organization is, and to be honest with you, it's it's um it's been a corrupt organization, and a lot of the funding that should be used towards development of the youths in the country and towards the senior national team goes into the pockets of the officials. You know, so to me, you know, as a as a um, someone born and 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 bred in Trinidad and Tobago, right? Looking at that game was a bit hurtful, but the the saying always comes forward that football doesn't lie, right? Football will expose you, and this is basically the final point 
one of the final points where we see in you know the result of poor management of money and poor management of resources yeah you know and that, and you know i thought we were just gonna have a, a fun little combo over this uh you know absolute thrashing but it, it makes a, <laughs> over a, this a, little thrashing <laughs> he says <laughs> but yeah. it, it, it's a big it's a bigger question in with concacaf you know you see this a lot especially a lot of the caribbean uh nations in concacaf kind of deal with this where they it, it's difficult to progress because uh, either corruption or or or, or just uh, other issues and you know we We've spoken um, uh, to to uh, a player from the um, uh, uh, Lauren Hutchinson from the mm -hmm. the women's uh, national team, uh, mm -hmm. the Trinidad women's national team, and she was uh, a couple of years ago. She was talking about having to do like a, a fundraiser to to end up bringing uh, just to practice, uh, just, just to get to people here to practice. Like yeah. So there's clearly a, a laundry list of, of of issues, but I I think it's important to highlight because hopefully yeah they, they it, it can be a marker for improvement. Well. What the, the blessing that we have of today is the internet, you know, and being able to have your own platform to share issues for, um, you know, for more information to flow. I mean, information is doubling, right? Uh, every 14 days or every, you know, however, like 20 days or something, right? So if we understand that and we still realizing that the same issues that there were 10 years ago happening in this current day and age, then then something is wrong. Is we can't blame the players anymore. You know what I mean? Um, and that goes to the interview that the senior national team coach had last night for our loss, right? He never took blame one time, right? How do you go on? How do you go on the internet? And you, he said in his interview that he chose players that he saw on YouTube. But he was, but is he, he was playing coach. FIFA. But yeah. listen, I don't understand. And you yeah. and you blame. He puts down the he puts down the um USL, right? He puts down players that playing in the MLS and says that they didn't show the the mindset and all this stuff. But he you won't he he only trained with them for a few days, and then put them into a bigger international match when he was when he was um coaching and training with locals in Trinidad and Tobago for for uh five um, um two two to five months so is is something that it keeps happening where the the eyes are being pointed at the players but no one is 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 going to define to to the administrators and yeah. what is what they actually doing no one is actually following every nickel and dime and making sure that the players are benefiting because they get injuries they we put everything on the line Right, and then at the end of the day, we get nothing, not even a pat on the back. And on top of that, the coaches come and they and they and, and they basically defecate on the players. It's, it's, wow, it's like you look at the budgets, and it's like you know, four hundred thousand spent on a TikTok scout. I don't yeah. think this was really yeah. necessary. You know, we need high speed internet so that I could watch these players on YouTube, and they're like, maybe. <laughs> You could go talk to them like, no, 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 I got a system. Yeah. You know? well, so, and you know, speaking to that, well, how did you feel when the U.S. Uh, lost to Trinidad and missed out on the World Cup? What did that mean, given all the issues with the program and, and, how, and you know, and how did it represent your country? How did you feel about, because it did seem, the players that day seemed like they took down Goliath. Yeah, and the well, fans felt like they, they were talking like it was the beginning of a new dawn for 
uh, TNT. Yeah. Well, the thing is, if you go back in history, right, you will see when the U.S. qualified for their first World Cup, they beat Trinidad and Tobago in Trinidad and Tobago in front of a absolutely sold-out crowd, right? Yeah. That played a Trinidad and Tobago national team that were the favorites, but they had a, they stayed, their hotel was at least 45 minutes away, and they were put through a parade the same day of the game. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, after that, after the U.S. qualified for the World Cup is when um they got the opportunity to to um form their their league and everything like that yeah a lot of a lot of things happened based on that game they beat us in 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 in, in the um Tobago national stadium and that broke a lot of our hearts so coming forward now right the person that watches this game and sees that um, that was that game for me was was basically an outlier, you know what I mean? Like you wouldn't expect it to happen at all, but that's the incredible part things about football that you can't you, you just can't um, understand sometimes, you know? Yeah. yeah. Uh, but when when we watch a game, the fans that will watch a game will think about it as poetic justice. And we think about it as history repeating itself, and this is what we would stand on to build. Right. But if, but if we don't have the right leadership involved, you know, building and evolution will never take place. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I mean, there's only so much. Uh, yeah, I can imagine there was some motivation seeing U.S. players being carried across the water on the, uh, you know, on the pitch and things like that. I mean. <laughs> I mean, is what what they what they expose is the truth, yeah. right? Is, right? Is the situation, but what happened was unexpected. Everyone was everyone felt happy and felt um, vindicated from the from the um, nineteen. I think it was nineteen eighty four. Well, I forgot. I forgot what year. I think it, it might was eighty nine. Yeah. 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 Everybody felt, you know, vindicated from that, but um, there was nothing in place. There was nothing in play to, yeah, to, to develop to... after that, you know. Okay. Um, yeah. And yeah, that's just that's just the the on the lower levels of football, you know, in in the in the Concacaf regions in the Caribbean, a lot of the issues that you will see happening would be in just lack of understanding and knowledge and execution and discipline towards taking care of the human being. Okay, well put. Uh, I mean, there's so much uh, to talk about. It's already got, gotten spicy already in the, in the yeah, beginning, man. but- uh, Again, Trinidad Red Pepper, you know, so- <laughs> you know. They are delicious, okay? It's I gotta be on nothing. every meal. I love this stuff. <laughs> uh, I do want to talk about your career, right? You have, uh, you had an, uh, an incredible career with, uh, with highs and, and lows. Uh, you played for several MLS clubs, USL clubs. Uh, you, you are a- uh, just a tried and true uh, workhorse, a warrior, a Soka warrior, uh, if I may say. Um, but you, you, uh, let's talk about how you got uh, uh, to the United States uh, from Trinidad, and and obviously I'm I'm assuming you got a, a, a scholarship to play yeah. at, at UConn. Uh, but you know how how was that? Um, 
process for you and, and getting getting scouted and getting you know and getting that opportunity what what, what did it mean to you when uh, you got that opportunity to go go play there well uh going to yukon was actually a meditation and a and a real dream of mine like in my heart that i wanted and um i was uh, that was after the on un, un, after the under 17 world cup i realized how difficult it would be to go from playing at youth level to becoming a pro from trinidad and tobago and my parents also wanted me to get educated and um, I realized, you know, from watching all, all the international football that there would be um, the cold breath coming out of the players' mouths. So I understood <laughs> that the climate that I was in was warm, but the climate that I needed to be in and get accustomed to would have to be cold. So um, UConn was my target, and I held it in my, in my heart, and I prayed about it. And one day, Paul McDonough, the um the guy that built uh, Orlando City and at and Atlanta United and built Inter Miami uh came to Trinidad and he came to he came to get a striker and I was a center back but um you know it I was blessed enough to 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 be playing how I normally played <laughs> really hard <laughs> on that day and uh yeah they wanted me and i was i was blessed to, to live one of my dreams to be able to go to yukon and while i went there you know um i was the opportunity came to go in the fall but it made sense for me to go in the spring so i had a whole uh six months to prepare for the um for the season and i was uh as a freshman i was a captain and i was a captain throughout my four years I could have graduated in three years because I never went home really. I stayed and I studied and I and I, I trained um in all the um winter and summer. And um I was an all American uh for for my uh, three years and I was a freshman all American um high uh human trophy. I was a human trophy um candidate and lose um senior award candidate also. So the resume uh, is is strong. I know that's yeah, a lot of awards. Go. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. I'm I once I once ate a really big burger and they put my photo on the wall. So like I feel like you know what I mean. Like so, to some know, degree, parallels. Hey, you know, yeah, 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 if you train hard enough, you know, you could succeed. You know? Yeah, it's a push, man. It's a push. The thing for me was the main thing for me was to open doors for other people. You know like um the other people did before me um and i graduated i graduated in resource economics and geography so i want to push you know all the all the kids out there that don't that don't see a way right i want to push them to to understand that that nothing is not unattainable you know yeah with, I mean, you, do you get a chance to sort of being in the position that you are now working with Academy kids for those of us who only get to see Trinidad and Tobago in these matches against the U.S. men's national team or other CONCACAF uh, matches? What do you think the skill level is? Because we see some great players like Kevin Molino and some other folks that are in the USL. What is the skill level of of the kids uh, that are at the level you were at when you took part in the Youth World Cup? What is that skill level and where do you think they would fit in in the U.S. Uh, sort of system? Well, 
we reaching a stage in Trinidad and Tobago where there's um there there are club teams, but there is not enough. Well, for example, the U.S. A lot of the play in the U.S. A lot of the shock in the U.S. is structured football, right? In the Caribbean and in impoverished places, it's unstructured football where kids will be playing in um, small-sided on the grass, barefoot. You know, they'll be using a bottle as a football, you know, a bottle with some water. Um, you know, um, might roll up a piece of foil and roll it and roll it until you have a ball. You know, those kind of things to start with. But there comes a point where structured football needs to take place. And you, that requires um, guidance. That requires support, money, and somebody with, a, with, a, with foresight that could build that could build the the demo, that demographic which is the most important demographic that needs to be built is the youth because all of us were youths no one no one was born a footballer no one is born a, a professional you know you have to take care of the youths first so in terms of our level in trinidad and tobago in terms of raw talent and skill we we have we have a lot man we have a lot and it's very sad to see the gap you know, it's very sad to see the gap, the current gap and the future gap. If we don't, if Trinidad and Tobago, if we don't make a move on our youths and start developing them now, the future gap is going to be massive because the stuff yeah. that we're doing, the stuff that the U.S. is doing right now in the, pro, in the professional academies. I mean, I look at my resume. I just name, I just named my college resume to you. We haven't even spoke, spoken about my professional international resume. And I'm, right. I am literally pouring into these kids. Yeah, yeah. Wow. There's, a, there's a lot of work uh, to be done. I mean, you're seeing even, you know, three, four years ago to be saying uh, with the U.S., like seeing Christian Pulisic, Weston McKinney. Uh, Chris Richards, yeah, uh, uh, wild you know, Ryan, uh, Ryan Reynolds, Joe uh, Reyna, seeing all these yeah. names at, at young ages, like th that, the U.S. is clearly making that attempt to not have that gap from like 16 to 20 years old, where that's that's where you know it, it, we we separate from the rest of yeah. the world. Other the other Concacaf countries have to work on the same thing, and and they're in a, in a kind of worse position uh, to try to catch up. Maybe there's a way to expand the market that uh, Miami is allowed to pull kids from, you know, the market to Trinidad and Tobago. You know what I mean? Maybe there's like a, a couple of flights. <laughs> well, <laughs> you know, that, um, that, that, is, that, is a hard, that is a hard bargain to drive because Inter-Miami prides itself, although on being an international brand, Inter-Miami yeah. prides itself on developing the, the South Floridian demographic. Yeah. Right. You know, so you have to live here. You have to be, you know, going to school here. You know, we want to develop the people here. You know what I mean? And there's but, a lot. There's a lot. South Florida oh is known for great athletes all over the world. In fact, yeah. you're getting a chance yeah. now to work with the youth. And I feel like you have like a really good sort of demeanor for that because you are very positive, but also like where you came from and how hard you had to work to get to where you're going. Why don't you talk a little bit about the sort of for us, for American soccer fans, we start to get a little worried. We're like, yo, is there enough? Like, can we build the players? Like, can we get multiple Giorenas, multiple Christian Pulisics? What are you seeing on the ground there? What are these kids like? Are they good? Should Christian and I 
maybe you know get a, find a way to get into third party ownership you know what i mean agency, is there, you know? is there <laughs> money to be made uh what are you seeing with the skill level of the youth down in south florida i mean south florida has always been known for having a rich um you know crop of players always you know because they could play football all year round so yeah. when you know, when it's winter and kids can't go outside and they had to do the touches in the living room. In Florida, you're outside playing. You could still train. You could, you know. So if you think about it in terms of the amount of practice hours that a South Floridian will have as compared to somebody probably in the Northeast, you know, is more hours. So it makes sense for, for South Florida to have, you know, um, a, a deeper talent pool. But one of the one of the issues that um, that we have is that there's also American football and there's also oh, yeah. all these other sports. So um, there's I don't want to be David Beckham. I want to be Odell Beckham. You, <laughs> you know understand? what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so there's a there's a competition for the athletes, but also um, we are, there's a mentality that we have to work on down here. So, you know, being in this environment and seeing the, the level of players is, is very, very encouraging for me. Very encouraging because I could, I could tune it back to my experience, right? The, the strongest program, one of the strongest programs that I was a part of was the Under-17 World Cup program. And they prepared us for three years, right? And it started for me around age 13, 14. Right, so being in the academy and seeing these kids develop and, and connecting with the same mentality that they um, would have in terms of wanting to be a pro and competing and knowing that you know not, not all of us would be pros, you know what I mean? But we have to give all and we have to, be, we have to um, give our energy and be optimistic. And all these tactical uh, information that we're teaching them and we're bending them and we're putting them under pressure and is very exciting for me, right? Because I have a direct influence in the evolution of football, you know, directly. You know what I yeah. mean? Like, I'm going to see these kids in five years, you know, in six years. And we already signed like three guys from the academy. You know what I mean? And to see them, um, to see their progress from um, a year ago and also, you know, literally seeing these kids grow, yo. Yeah. You get a break for a month and you come back and they're talking like grown <laughs> men, like, yeah. what's up, coach? I believe I believe right. you're my my student's older brother and you need to leave here. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm curious, what's the the, the coach your coaching style? Obviously, you are you were a gritty, hardworking center back. Is it you know, you're not there's a difference between like if, if a striker, a former striker was a, a, a coach and a center back because the center backs are like, you need to stop doing them kippy uppies and learn how to win a 50 50 yeah yeah Maybe hit the, hit the little, gym. little elbow in the air ref doesn't see it we yeah. just keep moving you gotta win the ball we're gonna get everybody a water bottle that's in the shape of a weight so <laughs> even when you're drinking you lift the weight okay no days off okay <laughs> well well I, I, let me let me show you all something here about football you know i 
I was gritty and, and you know, um, so hard-nosed because in my position, I had to. But my key, my key and, and strongest element was my brain and my ability to communicate and organize because most of the issues that would happen in the defense would be taken care of before it happened yeah. when I was playing. You know, I, I was a very good organizer and communicator. But when issues did arise, you know, I would exact my force and be able to clean it up and stuff like that. Yeah. Who was the, I, I don't know who, there's a Serie A player, legendary center back that said, if I have to make a tackle, that means I've made a mistake like earlier. I don't know who said that, but it, it, it always stuck with good me. Defender, like, good defenders rarely make tackles. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So right. with that with that being said, I was always a, like for example when um when I played in San Antonio, we won the NASL championship down there. Um my teammates had the audacity to 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 race me, right? Because <laughs> they didn't understand how fast I was. Because I never really I never really Because yeah. you didn't have to show it. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I say. I just don't have the speed. Don't race but I say me. I don't have you to know show you it lose. either. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. I get to use my car, right? <laughs> and just, our producer just told me it was uh, Paolo Maldini that, uh, yeah. that said that. Okay. Yes. We are yeah. here with uh, Inter-Miami Academy coach Julius James. And I, I want to talk about your MLS career uh, a little bit. Uh, obviously, you were drafted by uh, uh, Toronto FC. And uh, you, you played uh, DC United, Columbus Crew, uh, you know, uh, a couple of MLS club houston as well but the uh i want to talk about your first goal because it, uh, i was reading that you scored on your mls debut against the la galaxy uh right. i'm was david beckham on this on the field was he playing uh i don't think I he don't was know. no no because right. he had just he was just coming into the he had just come into the league and he also um wouldn't play on turf that's right. Oh, turf. Oh, okay, okay, right, yeah, right. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's right. Now the uh, that. the European player, uh, you know, exception, <laughs> right? Thierry Henry also didn't want to. Yeah, but yeah. the you have uh, an interesting uh, career. Obviously, you played at, at Columbus and DC United. You dealt with uh, uh, injuries and things like that. And I know you also had like a very serious injury, um, yeah. uh, a serious leg injury uh, later on in your career. Uh, but how did what what was your experience like throughout the throughout the league? I mean, you it, it playing for a couple different teams. Um, I'm I'm sure there 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 were like highs where you were really excited and you were maybe happy about your your standing and place, but and then and there were situations where I'm sure you were like, does this coach even like me? Things like that. Yeah, uh, yeah. But but how would you uh, kind of uh, you know encapsulate like and and say how 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 do you feel about your MLS career? You know, I um, I sometimes I look back and. I feel a little disappointed sometimes, but that is when I'm that is when I'm not looking at the bigger picture, right? Uh, my goal was my dream was to play in the EPL and to play in um, in Europe, and you know when I got the opportunity, the agent that I signed with didn't keep his promise, didn't stick to the plan, right? The plan was to I actually had a, a contract. To play in Europe, and um, he he advised me to stay in the MLS. And when the opportunity came to leave, 
um, you know, he didn't stick to his his side of the bargain. So, um, fast forward to all of that, and now I'm coaching at Inter Miami, and I'm a U.S. citizen, and uh, my two my two sons are U.S. citizens, and you know I thank God for that. You know I I I think that even though I stayed in the MLS and stayed playing in in the United States, that the the bigger picture and the opportunity to provide more for my family and for generations to come came through staying in the U.S. because becoming a, becoming a citizen in Europe um, so far away from my family would, would have also been difficult. So, yeah. you know, they say, tell God your plans and you'll, and you'll make him um, laugh, right? Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> my, my plans was not exactly um, God's plans, but... I would say from playing in the MLS, I gained a lot of experience, right? We played against many international teams, you know, that will come over in the international breaks. Mm -hmm. um, you know, the only, the only downside to things that I wouldn't really uh, say I appreciated was the trades, being traded um, and not being um, actually part of it and having to move yourself and your family within a few days to go compete on another team in a completely yeah. different state, you know, that I'm not sure the mental, the mental pressure and strain is, is, all, is, is calculated in some of these moves, right, with players um, and in, um, concerning their lives and their relationship and their children and all that stuff. Um, we've had situations where we've even talked about, like, players getting traded, like, on their wedding day, they find out and stuff like that. Just a sudden shock of being traded. And this is something that, you know, European uh, footballers don't really have to deal with, right? Because their their trades really are just transfers, and that kind of involves, like, long negotiations. But when you play for a team in MLS, you know, you must not even want to pick up the phone when your coach calls or the owner. You're like, <laughs> hell no. You know, I like my apartment. I'm not hey, trying to move. <laughs> I, 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 yo... <laughs> <laughs> it's so weird and thanks for thanks for saying that because that helped that connected me to something you know till this day till this day where if my director calls me i get nervous at, as a coach because that was the life that i that you know you you lived um for the last x amount of years playing you know in the mls and um sometimes in in, in some of the other north american leagues you know, is what the pressure is it like? Because I feel that when my wife calls, I'm like, oh God, what did I not do? You know, <laughs> or what did I say on the internet? Text. What is this <laughs> yeah. about? You know, yeah. call, call is like another level a text, <laughs> a DM. I think yeah. she might be, it might be a divorce. I don't know. Yeah, if it's FaceTime, I'm, I'm picking it up with my lawyer in the shop first, just in case. <laughs> yeah, and then I'll turn yeah. the camera to me. But is it the same? Is it like you still feel that that sort of PTSD, if you will? It's immense, man. It's immense. Um, you know, we could we could laugh about it now, but it have players that still go into it. I mean, some players you would find out that they got traded from the um, from the draft, yeah. from watching the draft. Yeah. But you know, let's. Um, for me, I see progress going on in um, in the MLS, and I see 
you know more collective bargaining agreements coming forward and the and the um, players union being more aggressive towards protecting the players and making sure they they are good uh, i also see the mls having you know um more more outreach programs and continuing to try to to help the players with with um after retirement programs you know, uh, I think what what was the name of the one that that y'all I I saw y'all in ICC Futures. ICC Futures, right, yeah. right. No, 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 no. The ICC Futures was a tournament, but the MLS has something called MLS Greats. Oh, okay. And and what they do is they help. I'm not sure if the program is still running, but um, you know, there's there's more things to look forward to than was in the past. You know what I right. mean? So. I'm looking forward to seeing to seeing the future, man, and seeing how great we could make football and evolve it going forward. All right, yeah, you're doing. Wonderful. I mean, you look, you're you're laying the foundation, dude. It's uh, it's incredible. I I had a, a question. We usually uh, something a little bit more, uh, uh you know, uh, soft softball question. Uh-huh. Uh, uh, obviously, a veteran center back uh, in in American soccer. Who uh, do you hate facing? What forwards did you really? feel like oh man this dude got my number or i had to work you had to work a little bit harder hmm <laughs> in mls or in, in any in M- mls and it doesn't matter anywhere thierry Henry was was um was difficult to deal with was um a handful because you know he would play inside and outside and his ability to pick the pass and dribble and shoot was um you always have to be on your P's and Q's, you know, because you could get beat on any um on any front. Okay. He was difficult to deal with. Um we played an international game against AC Milan and I played against Ronaldinho. Oh um, man. Yeah, that must have been fun. <laughs> that guy was on a different level, you know. Uh he would at points in time he would kind of walk around the field and uh, when I kind of meditated it more, it would be to lose his mark. <laughs> so he, he looked like he wasn't doing anything. But, but he's he... losing his mark because the <laughs> ball is moving and obviously you're shifting with the ball. Yeah. And if he he's just, just stops, taking a stroll. <laughs> if he strolls, he, the mark is gone because you have to shift with the ball, right? Um, so playing against, playing, he's playing false nine, false 10, false seven, dude, you know, yeah. he and then that. he pops up and then he pops up in the right time. And boom, <laughs> yeah. you know, something I just saw you happen. getting French fries. How are you, how are you here? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you again to Julius James uh, for joining us uh, today. Incredible. We seriously appreciate it. Thank you for taking the time. You are like a, uh, a historian of this game, man. You have so many experiences. We could get, we have to get you back on the show because I know you have uh, a yeah. wealth of, of, of stories yeah. and things to uh, discuss. Uh, Julius, is there anything you want to let people know about before we sign off? Um, y'all could follow me at Mr. Julius James on Instagram and Twitter. Um, I'm also on Facebook, but I can't add any more people. So I have an, an athlete's page. You're too popular, right? bro. Too big. So, um, <laughs> Y'all could also tune in to some of the work that I'm doing with um, my foundation that I founded with a couple other international footballers, Trinidadian international footballers in Trinidad and Tobago. I'm the senior um, social development um, officer down there. And we do a lot of work in the community where we we um, we mentor the uh, 
disenfranchised, we mentor the at-risk, we mentor the um, differently able, and we, we teach them uh, women's rights, we teach them discipline, we teach them, uh, we're trying to go into finance, and yeah. we have some after-school programs that we're just trying to help uh, in the communities uh, in Trinidad and Tobago. That's so wonderful. Yeah, man, y'all could follow us at Kanbu Play, um, C A N B O U P L A Y, the Kanbu Play Foundation. We are on um, social media also, all the platforms, and um, you know, continue to to support me in my endeavors to push positive vibes out there and to evolve um, football as much as we could in a positive direction. Great. Okay. Uh, and uh, yes, everybody, make sure you follow us at Soccer Cooligans, at Fubo Sports, and uh, subscribe to the Fubo Sports YouTube channel for full episodes of the, pro of the program. Uh, we're doing something new today. Uh, we want to do, we want to get a goal celebration gif from Julius James. So, uh, Julius, you have some time to think about it. What is your goal celebration gif? Tell me when I'm ready. Tell me when you're ready. Go. When, you can, whenever Just you're go. ready, go for it. Just go. Just go. Yeah, let's go. <laughs> I'll take it. Wonderful. All right. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, so everybody, thank you so much uh, for, for tuning in. Uh, let us end the show the way we normally do, as is tradition. So for Julius James, my name is Christian Polanco. I'm Alexis Guerreros. And together, what are we? The, the Cooling Cooling <laughs> <laughs> Yes. <laughs>